welcome to Some Good Tea, where we drink some tea and we share some tea. Last month, we celebrated all the spooky times, and guys, we had so much fun. This month is National Novel Writing November. So, to support those writers out there, get them some inspiration, and to enlighten and delight all of you, we'll be talking with a different author each week. This week, we're sharing tea with my good friend Sonnen and discussing her experience as a writer. Let's jump into the episode. Welcome back, Sonnen. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. This is pretty great because now Sonnen's in the same room as me when we're recording. I know, it's great. <laughs> we are, we're kind of recording this a little bit early and um, uh, we've just gotten some new tea that we're trying. Um, so I don't know if it's good or not. Um, but this is a tea by uh, the company D and Tea. It's their pumpkin pumpkin harvest tea. Um, I love fall, as everybody knows, um, and so. But Sonnen and I decided together that this was going to be a really good tea for this podcast today. So we'll give it a try and we'll see how it goes. Oh my! I like it, guys. It's good. <laughs> Wouldn't it be terrible if it was bad? <laughs> We're both like, oh, it's great. <laughs> Promise they're not a sponsor. We're just a fan. This is a very good tea. This is a very, very good tea. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's going to be really hard not to just like chug our topic <laughs> while we're very distracted by this tea is uh, in conjunction with National Novel Writing Month. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about books and writing. Um, I'm really excited about this topic, Sonnen. I hope you're excited to share some of your experiences, maybe some of your work. We'll see oh, what happens. I would be happy to. Would you do the honor of rolling the dice? All right, let's see what we get. We started off strong with a two. Oh no, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, this is actually really great because um, Sonnen is a published author mm -hmm. and this question is, could you read us something you have yet to share with anybody? Do you have something like that? Sure. That, mm, that's also why I brought this. <laughs> I, I also brought an actual good. notepad along, along with my books. Good, 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 good. God, it's important to be prepared, you it know, because you never know what the dice are going to do. So, so actually, since you'd had another author on your podcast who had a and you had a similar question for them mm -hmm. at one point I, i'd actually been thinking about that a little bit Ooh. as to what, what i might share and so this is one that i have that i might write this book at some point but okay not really yet yeah and it's a a story with like one character who's moving and moving can move between alternate timelines oh interesting okay but each section starts with some some lines from our our, our semi-omniscient narrator okay okay cool <laughs> and so each of those starts with a once upon a time oh so the first the very beginning the opening one is once upon a time our people discovered that they could live forever Ooh, ooh, <laughs> that's really good and one that will come what comes much later in the story as plotters plot is developed and things are coming together at a certain event mm -hmm. <laughs> one of those is 
once upon a time the world ended it's good <laughs> dang and, and the, all things from our, our narrator here mm -hmm. they are in what could be considered the the main timeline like the original timeline okay okay but so there's basically character like is not branches off of it yeah like alternate yeah timelines so the main character that we're following is not from that oh. timeline oh he's from one of the like, he's from one of the branches that breaks off and has to figure out what's going on mm. because he basically wakes up one day with this ability oh, to crazy. move between the timelines oh my gosh that's awesome is this one that you are like in the process of drafting out have you already written sort some of, scenes I've, I've, well, I've, yes I've okay scenes. <laughs> okay okay kind of anytime a idea has is percolating in my brain there mm -hmm. usually comes with some scenes and i like to write those down down yeah. no that's kind of play with them and... yeah that's cool and i really just like the idea of a story in which the main character one of the main antagonists mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of the side characters are in fact the same person the same person just from different timelines mm -hmm. that's so clever oh what a great question to start right off the bat with oh my gosh oh now it's my turn and it might not be quite as fun <laughs> we'll see what this decides you know these dice they're sometimes cruel <laughs> oh my gosh or not this is a natural 20. Um, this is also a question we've had on this podcast before, but um, it was not posed to me. Mm -hmm. um, and the question is, what got you started writing? Um, so maybe I was like 10 or so. Like I was mm -hmm. pretty young. Yeah. Um, my listeners will know I hated reading. And this was kind of in that transition period of like, I had discovered Tolkien and fantasy and mm -hmm. uh, anything besides school books that like there, sure. there are things besides school mm -hmm. books that had just finally occurred to my, my young brain. Mm -hmm. um, and my mom came to me one day with like an empty notebook and she was, she handed it to me and she's like, I want you to just write a story just write uh -huh. a story a week or whatever and you don't have to share them with anybody else just I just feel like I want you to do this uh, and that this would be really good for you mm -hmm. um and uh that changed everything I had never like written a story you know you yeah. did writing assignments sure. for classes or school mm -hmm. or that type of thing or you write a a thank you card or whatever but I had never like written a story before uh -huh. and my mom just gave me the freedom to like this isn't a school assignment yeah you can just share it with me if you want to but like here's this little book for you to write down a story of whatever mm -hmm. and I had just discovered like Tolkien and this whole world of like fantasy genre and so of course that's what I jumped into immediately and it was I think I still have like the original notebook. <laughs> uh -huh. um, some things have happened in my house where some of that original stuff was destroyed, <laughs> but I think yeah. I still have it. And it, it, the writing is absolute trash. Yeah. You know, and it's all handwritten in mm -hmm. like a 10 year old's penmanship, just obs absolutely <laughs> awful. 
Um, but I am so grateful to my mom for doing that and helping to bridge that gap and take down so many like barriers of feeling like self-conscious or not really realizing how much I would enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just so grateful. She encouraged that, Mm -hmm. um, because I never, ever, ever would have tried crafting a, a story at all. Right. Of my own. So that's what got me started. And uh, then I just kind of kept going after that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I have, I, I was writing stories when I was like five. Oh my I gosh. Still that's ha- cute. I still have some of those. That's so awesome. They're adorably terrible. Yeah. They, aren't they though? Aren't they? It's, it's, it's you know, two pages long with mm. illustrations. That's cute. And you know, the particular one I'm thinking about is it's, I think its title was The Treasure Box. Mm. You know. Excellent. And, and we have the very, I think we do have a plot such as it is. Okay. You have a title? There's a there's plot? A title, there's a plot. Um, there are there are, there characters? Are, there are good guys and there are bad guys. Excellent. And that is literally what they are called. That sounds about they, right. They are the good guys and there are the bad guys. Yep, that sounds about right. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. But I don't really remember this, but apparently, even before that point, I would sing songs, make make up songs in the car for on car rides. Oh my god. That gosh. I would sing to myself. That's cute. I, I'm sure they were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> sure it was probably annoying to everyone else in the car. But... I mean, I can think of children that do that and it is like it's cute to a point, and then you're like, okay. We got a radio for a reason, babe. <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah. But like just I I just for for all their flaws, parents out there, you know, we know you're not perfect. I know you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. I know my parents are not perfect. Um, we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were certain things that they did and like cultivating a kid's natural inclination to creativity. Yes. Like children have that inclination just kind of naturally mm-hmm. you know they like you make up songs in the car yeah you tell little stories to your little friends you just kind of mm-hmm. play imagination with your toys you know the barbies or yeah. whatever you played with and you know when you're that young there's also i think a certain freedom of sorts in that it doesn't have to make sense yeah and it usually it totally doesn't. does not make sense it usually doesn't but it's when you have an environment where you're encouraged to use that side of your brain and mm-hmm. to imagine and to tell your little stories or to sing your little goofy yeah. songs or write down your thing and make yeah. illustrations for your treasure box story yeah. you know like that can really set a foundation in your relationship I think with creativity and the arts and it's not to say that like if you've come to your joy of of writing and creating later in life that you're not good at it or, or no. anything like anybody can become good or better at writing Mm -hmm. but like guys if you have kids who make up stupid stories give them a cute little notebook to write it down that's all i'm saying (laughs) and actually just thinking about that now also remembering that i also used to just play in our backyard yeah totally by myself but you know it's like i'm gonna pretend that i'm a unicorn right now there you go and the fact that this unicorn can apparently climb trees Go for it. I mean, why not? Why not? Why, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. 
That's so funny. Ah, that's so funny. I'm glad we got that question again. Yeah. You want to roll? Sure. Let's see what we get this time. It's been a good day so far. Oh, nine. 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 We haven't gotten nine. What is the thing you love writing about the most? Scene descriptions, dialogue, action. What is the like thing that you really mm. like to do? I tend to do a lot with dialogue. Mm, okay. I I feel like it, for me, I find it's a it's a fun way to get like characters. Obviously, you have to be be interacting with each other at yeah, that point, and they do. And I mean, there is a danger there that you can fall <laughs> into the exposition trap of the "as you know, Bob," where yeah. one character just tells something, tell, tells is real is supposedly talking to the other character, but is really talking to the audience. Yeah, it's kind of rehashing building for you by rehashing something that both people already yeah. know, regurgitating like, yes. the history of whatever. Yeah, retelling the thing, explaining the thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that can be yeah. not great. That's, that's not. That's not the best use of dialogue. True. But it can be a great way to highlight the differences between how characters look at things, mm, how yeah. they see the same situation, what are their, say, cultural perspectives, what are their yeah. social, you know, social economical perspectives on this. If you have the one character who is the, you know, nobleman and the other character is the, uh, convicted criminal who's kind of happy has to work with him out of necessity <laughs> to try to get a pardon uh-huh they're going to have wildly different perspectives very very good conversations yeah i love i love that i feel like dialogue can be really difficult mm -hmm. dialogue can be really really difficult to write um and create the descriptors around but i feel like it's one of those if you can figure out dialogue mm -hmm. and how to utilize it to set your tone in your scene and convey your your character's emotions mm -hmm. without like just being like they feel this like yeah. there it's it's a very flexible tool i feel like and i feel like another way that dialogue can be really powerful is if mm -hmm. the whatever character's perspective you're in if you can highlight their words are saying one thing and their thoughts are saying something else. Yeah. Like what's the deck what's the difference between what they're presenting to the world and what, what they're feeling out. inside. Exactly. It's it's a really good way to highlight um the power of of the author's perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, are you are you writing from one character's perspective? Are you writing from everybody's? Like where where are you in that, and then how much information does that mean that your reader gets? Yeah, like dialogue is so flexible. It's mm -hmm. so flexible. It's so powerful. It's hard. It is hard for a yeah. lot of people. But once you figure it out and get those tools put together, ooh, it can be really good. And I feel like it's definitely one of those that you constantly have to be kind of tweaking, kind of refining, and mm -hmm. figuring out exactly how to do. But I I love writing dialogue. Yeah. And another another thing with dialogue that I have had, you know, by by beta readers and stuff mm -hmm. tell me is that sometimes I can get a little bit too much dialogue heavy, and it's like, okay, we need to stop talking and start doing things. 
it's easy, especially, well, if it's your strength, right? Mm -hmm. Like if that's your strength and it's also what you like writing the most, right? That was this question. If it's what you like writing the most, then yeah, there's Mm going to be a lot of it. (laughs) But it's important to like mix and mingle your, your, your scenes because there are just like in a movie or a play, there's going to be scenes where there's more talking Mm -hmm. and there's going to be other scenes where there's more doing, um, whether it's like quote unquote action or not, Mm -hmm. but like you're doing stuff. Um, and learning to balance that is also its own special kind of beast. Yeah. But I love that you, you like dialogue. I love, I love dialogue. I really love dialogue. Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to roll the dice and see what we get. No, I got another two. (laughs) We did that one already. (laughs) We did. (gasps) Wow. From from the clouds Ooh. to the floor, <laughs> oh. I got a one. Oh my gosh! Oh no, I forgot. I usually make the one question of like a uh. terrible question, right? <laughs> Tell me about something you wrote that you absolutely hate and you never wanted to share it with anyone. I have several of these. Mm-hmm. I have several of these, and um. The one that immediately comes to mind, um, and I I kind of feel bad that I hate it so much, but I know exactly mm-hmm. why I hate it. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, besides like the required classes um, in high school and college, I didn't actually take a ton of writing classes because I had to do so much STEM, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Yeah. But I just, I, I wanted to do more and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's actually kind of a good thing that I didn't because I did take one, um, elective uh-huh. that was outside of like the requirements. Cause you know, you're yeah. like, oh, you get so many electives and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I did, I was like, you know what? I really, I really want to do a writing. So I took just mm-hmm. a basic creative writing and we did everything from like poetry to like, we had to do a, a um, like a play almost like we we went through the whole gambit Mm -hmm. and one of the assignments for the entire semester was to be working on a short story and um everything that i did for that class i absolutely loved except for the short story um and it's because i i i worked on it so much Mm -hmm. and i edited it so much and i rewrote it so much and i rehashed it so much and it's a story and I hate it. Uh-huh. I truly, truly hate it. And it bums me out so much because it was such a good idea and it came from such a great place. And I was so excited yeah. to be like, man, this is going to be awesome. I can like workshop this whole thing mm-hmm. through the whole semester. I'm so excited to do this. And by the end, not even by the end, by like halfway, yeah. I was like, I hate this story. I loathe this story. I, mm-hmm. I want you, you burn it. it to death. Yeah, and I, beyond. I hate it so much. And like, I I got glowing reviews because we would review mm-hmm. each other's stuff. Like for my final piece, all, all of my team members in my class loved it. And they're like, oh, it's so good. And it's grown so much and blah, blah, blah. My teacher was like, this is the best. And the whole time I'm like, I hate this thing. Mm-hmm. I hate this thing so much. I, I mean, I haven't gotten rid of it. I'm not going to get rid of it. Right. Right. Because it was like pulling teeth doing that. But um yeah I hate it 
And every now and then I'll be like, I need to go back and rehash it so that I don't hate it. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. No, and that's understandable. <laughs> Which is a bummer because it was such a good idea. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. yeah. I don't know if you have an um, answer to that question or if you'd like to roll um, dice. I would say most of the things that I probably wrote in like middle school to high school. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, I, I was I was very proud of what was my first book like full full full, full felt like length a, like novel basically yeah. i mean if, yeah, if we you should be if we consider you, you know be. 100 handwritten pages would be sure that but you know it was time, it was it a lot felt, of work at the like time it was a lot of work at the time yes i i feel like it's important no matter what age you are or anything mm -hmm. like that be kind to your past self oh yeah and like the work that your past self did um, because you've been able to improve drastically as an author because mm -hmm. you were writing back then. Exactly. And because yeah. you kept on writing. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I mean, yeah, yeah. So but it's that, okay. But that, <laughs> that particular story was looking back on it now. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. And also <laughs> extremely derivative. Like oh, I was basically yeah. copying a plot from something else. Good old fan fiction. Yep. And like, I think it's, especially for really young authors, it's a really good starting place because mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't know. Um, a lot of the little stories I wrote in that like first notebook that my mom gave me were yeah. like, what if, what if I were a hobbit in Hobbiton? Right. You know, like they were based off of things that I knew. Mm -hmm. It's like, I really hadn't been exposed to a lot at that time. I was yeah. a child. Yeah. Or, you know, like adding characters that you like into the stories of video games. Exactly. Yeah. Video games movies I, it can inspire mm -hmm. a lot and it's okay for that to be a starting point yeah and it's also okay for you to look back and be like that I'm was glad i'm not at that, that point in my writing yeah. anymore yeah yeah and you know what like guys if you're into writing fan fiction good for you yeah that's great right that's my biggest recommendation to anybody mm -hmm. like if you want to try this out do it yeah just and, write and you know in some ways fan fiction can be very liberating that you don't have to create the world oh my gosh yeah but it helps a lot on the other hand it can also be very restrictive because you didn't create this world mm -hmm. there's, there's rules have, you, there's rules that yeah either you have to follow or you have to be consciously changing those rules yeah i feel like for those who are um like learning to write and you're kind of starting in the realm mm -hmm. of fan fiction or that type of thing it's a really it's a really good starting point because you don't have to do all of the legwork of building everything mm -hmm. but you can learn from that Absolutely. and see this is how it works um and if you are doing it just for fun and for kicks and giggles great yeah that's great i, lo I love fan fiction oh yeah i think it's super fun but and there's yeah. also you know as you as you develop your your style in fan fiction mm -hmm. there may be a point when you have change well, like you know you made your own changes to the setting or the characters or whatever there is such a thing as filing off the serial numbers yeah <laughs> change <laughs> the is, names change the descriptions yeah which is which is making enough changes to this this fan fiction setting that you can call it it's that, it could, be, that it could be your original work it is yeah. your own work it's building on a framework yeah. already i mean but... at that point i feel like you've done enough work yeah yeah it basically is that's funny. Yeah. 
I definitely, I, I always think of that one that I did in college for that class, like first mm-hmm. off when I think of the stories that I hate, but yeah, yeah. like I, I've definitely written them some things in middle school. <laughs> like, again, I'm very grateful that my mom was like, you should write. Yeah. But, um, that doesn't mean that the things, the first things that you write are great right. and that's okay. Well, that's the other thing <laughs> to remember okay. is that writing is a skill and yeah. a muscle like anything else and everything you write is building that muscle yeah it's, it's just true. it's much like the first time you try to do a pull-up you aren't going to do 30. no i've never been you able may, to do 30. <laughs> you maybe won't be able to do one but you have to keep working but it. you have to pull you have to try yeah yeah is it my turn i think it's fine you rolled the one yes i did mm, i did roll the one <laughs> 14. Dang, you're getting all the good ones. Um, when you have writer's block, quote mm-hmm. unquote, what do you do? So I'm the person who has like two to three to four projects going at any given time. Okay. <laughs> so if if one of them is being stubborn and... Um, okay. I had the t-shirt that said writer's block is when my imaginary friends don't want to talk to me. Oh. Oh, it's kind of true, though. <laughs> it is kind of true. Yeah. So, but but usually one of the things that I will do is move to a different project. Because often Smart. if if one project is not talking, it's often because there's another one that's being loud and obnoxious in my head. That's fair. That's really fair. Sometimes yeah. I just need to give that one some some time. Some time to some, some time, speak. some attention, and yeah. Write some scenes yeah. and then see if I can get back to the other one. Can get back. That's yeah. That's actually really good advice. Well, and like, um, I'm trying to think of like what what I do. Um, I kind of go through phases. I don't know if I ever really have had like quote unquote like writer's block. Mm-hmm. Um, because I kind of go through phases. Um, up until like particularly recently, like all of my schooling and all of my time and all of my resources were pointed towards my getting my degree and getting my career going and so writing was always just like not even a hobby it was more like a stress relief Mm -hmm. I did it for fun for me yeah so like when I would get writer's block I just wouldn't write (laughs) (laughs) because it wasn't really like writing for that yeah so so I'm just remembering I tend to be like deadlines work pretty well for me. Yeah. But in college, it didn't have to be a deadline for the, the fun writing that I was doing. Yeah. I, if I had a deadline on a paper and it was due in two days, yeah, I'm absolutely over here writing my novel. Why? Um, yeah, I would have to because I did a lot of scientific heavy writing mm-hmm. and like yeah. academic writing. Um, which I got very good at, and they are very different mm-hmm. from um, like creative writing. Neither one is bad, but they are very different. Um, and uh, I would have to like I made rules for myself of mm-hmm. like you have to work on this paper or project or whatever for X number of hours a week, and then you're allowed to on Saturday for thirty minutes, <laughs> right? Work on something else, and. Um, that was very helpful. Mm-hmm. That was very helpful for that, for sure. If, if, if assignments are, are your distraction. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the opposite was also true and probably mm-hmm. also why I've 
I haven't really experienced the frustration of writer's block per se because um, I spend so much time with my STEM brain Mm -hmm. doing stuff that like writing has always been a almost like a just a relief to like use other thought processes and other ways of thinking and expressing Mm -hmm. um and so honestly like my advice for writer's block is like stop trying to be so creative Mm -hmm. and go learn something new right go go learn something about chemistry that you've never learned before go for a walk like go Mm -hmm. experience something Mm -hmm. on the stem side of things Mm-hmm. Even if it's just for 15 minutes to like help to give your brain a break. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so uh, another thing on the on the writer's block is go take a shower. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's really smart. Just yeah, let your brain be doing something else. Be re- in a relaxed state. Yeah, and um, just reset your day. If you're the sort of if you find that you're the sort of person who gets like random ideas while you're in the shower, dude, bath crayons are wonderful. I absolutely have a set of bath crayons, and I will write yeah. on the walls. Yeah, and there's you can get notebooks that are waterproof. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use like the bath crown. Yeah, you can use um, the wash off markers. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. you got to make sure you write it on the right wall in the shower because otherwise right. it'll wash off immediately. Yeah. Um, that's Hurry really smart. Yeah. Um, that's really smart. I will think, you know, especially in the morning or at mm-hmm. night, I always have good ideas at night when I'm like yeah. getting ready to go to bed. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. man. And then it's like, I'll remember that. You never, you never will <laughs> no. write it down. You never will. That's such a good idea. That's such a good idea. If I ever experience mm-hmm. writer's block, I will yeah. take a shower, but I need to start writing those down. Another thing I find is um, music. Yeah. Like, I definitely have music that I'll play while I'm oh, um, yeah. writing. Yeah, me too. Mm. And if you like writing fantasy, there are def- there are absolutely, you can just search epic music on YouTube. Yeah. You will find a lot. There's a lot of good soundtracks that you can just listen to or, like, playlists that are put together. Mm-hmm. If you're writing something sad or happy or intense or scary, like, it's great. Yeah. It's really Or if helpful. you're in a particular subgenre, you know. Oh, yeah. It works really well. Well, maybe we'll talk more about music. We'll see what I roll on this dice. Ten. Okay. Oh, this is a fun question. Mm-hmm. What genre do you like reading the most? Okay. Is it the same or the or different from the one that you enjoy writing the most? Um, hmm. This one kind of like comes and goes for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like sometimes I really enjoy reading um uh like your classic like murder mystery whodunit stuff Mm -hmm. i love that stuff i love that stuff um and then other times i'll go through phases where i'm just like head buried in the sand that is the genre of fantasy (laughs) like you know Uh um i actually really love Mm sci-fi um which should be pretty obvious because like it's the the beautiful i love seeing how people blend fantasy and science right it makes my science brain so happy <laughs> it just it's mm, so good it's so good so i love i love sci-fi um and like i've read some really good just like modern fictions yeah not fantasy but just like a modern fiction or that mm-hmm. type of thing 
Um, I've never really been into like like autobiographies or anything like that because that feels too much like a school assignment. <laughs> but um, yeah, it kind of really varies. It mm-hmm. really, really varies for me. Sometimes it depends on the author. Sometimes it was something that was recommended to me. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just like you, it's like getting a craving for chocolate. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, I need to read a story about someone who gets shot and then people who find out what happened. Like, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or like other times you're like, I really need to read a story about a scary monster in the bottom of a lake that nobody ever figures out about. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it changes all the time, but I would say my, Probably my, my core is the, like, murder mystery stuff, mm-hmm. fantasy, those kind of blob yeah. together. Mm-hmm. It for me, for sure. Um, and um, I've definitely dabbled into um, writing, like, horror almost murder mm-hmm. mystery stuff. Yeah. I do like that. I'm not super good at it. I haven't done it a lot, but I do really like that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, definitely where I've stuck the most for my writing is is with fantasy. Yeah, it's just more interesting mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> and like, I, as much as I enjoy reading and immersing myself into sci-fi, I'm almost like too science-brained to truly write sci-fi. Uh-huh. It would just be a science textbook. Like, yeah, it, I can't quite. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't quite be like, well, what if this? I'd be like, no, this is how chemistry works. Like, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't quite. I haven't been able to, like, bridge that gap. I would love to, but I don't think I would be very good at it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I, I enjoy, obviously, fa- reading fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes mysteries. Yeah. There's been some mysteries. Um, definitely science fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad reads a lot of science fiction. Yeah. So he and I will trade off book recommendations. That's awesome. It's so helpful. It's so helpful to have a family member, a friend, or a parent mm-hmm. who's like, hey, you should try this one. Yeah. Oh, great. Hey, yeah, you try that one. I mean, yeah. okay, it's a running joke in our family that if you're giving someone a new book for Christmas, that means it's only been read once. <laughs> well, it's kind of like me and my tea, right? Yeah. I don't want to give somebody something that I'm not like, oh, this is good. You're mm-hmm. going to like it. Right? It usually means I've read it before. Yeah. Or I'm at least familiar enough with the author, but I feel like 90% of books that I've given to people, I mm-hmm. have read. Yeah. I'm probably, I'm not giving them like the copy that I've read <laughs> unless they're family members. Right. But like, yeah. 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 It's usually something that I've read. Mm-hmm. That's funny. And my mom, my mom likes mysteries. So that's where I get most of my mystery recommendations. Yeah. It's like a mom thing. My mom was really into, has always really been into like mysteries. And we would watch all the like, true crime and like mm-hmm. the like Sherlock Holmes and Agatha Christie all that stuff we would always watch and then we'd mm-hmm. read everything yeah it's like a mom thing mm-hmm. that's oh, interesting there was one of the one of the mysteries that my mom recommended to me that I just enjoy the heck out of mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a murder mystery that's set at a sci-fi convention oh see like that's super clever like that's super clever because then you get a little bit of this, a little yeah. bit of that. That's nice. Have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. That's really clever. Well, I think we have time for one more question. Okay. I think it's my it's turn. It's your turn. All right. Let's see what we get here. Finish us off. Oh, we already did too. Mm-hmm. 
the six. That is a six. Okay. What is your ideal writing environment? Mm. What sounds do you need? Snacks, lighting, seating, etc. I knew we would get around to talking about music, right? <laughs> All right. So if I'm if I'm at home, mm -hmm. then I have like my computer room. Mm -hmm. I'll usually have either either water or tea for drinks. I mean tea, right? Yeah, tea's always, great. Always tea. I, I like the flavored waters too. Yeah, they're really good. It usually is some lemonade flavoring, but yeah. not always. Yeah, no. Something easy. Black cherry is good too. Yeah. And then I'll usually have some kind of like a, again, epic music playlist because I'm writing it, fantasy. It works. It really works. And and actually, recently I found one that's actually a writer writing sprint Ooh. playlist. And so, so how they have it set up is it's like. It's 20 minutes and then a built-in five-minute break. Oh. And then 20-minute sprint, five-minute break. It's it's four 20-minute sprints. Oh, that's clever. You can, like, pace yourself. Yeah. That's really clever. I'm going to have to look that one up, too. Yeah. That's awesome. So but, you prefer to sit at your desk, then? I do like to sit at my desk. Okay. However, um, not since, not since COVID, yeah. but... I was part of a group of writers who did what was called CampCon. Oh, cool. Okay. And that was where we would all get together for a long weekend at a campground on, <laughs> out, out in the middle of nowhere oh, wow. in a Mount Hood, Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Yes. Gorgeous place. Oh. One of the guys would bring his generator Amazing. so that we could power our computers. Yeah. You need and to be able to write. It's, it, Started on Thursday and ended on Sunday. That's so chill. That's so chill. And and most wow. of that time was spent writing. Yeah. I mean, obviously there were breaks for for food for and food snacks and actually conversing with each other talking, a little bit, acknowledging there's other people here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's so chill. Oh my it's gosh. a beautiful area. Oh yeah, that gorgeous. Area so that was also stunning. nice. If you got got stuck, you just. Go out and take a walk Go for, for a while. Go for a walk around and be like, oh yeah. And yeah, then nature. That's so great. Dang, that's a good idea. So I definitely got some hefty word counts doing that. I bet. And that one also, you don't have internet connected to your email. You can't get distracted down the quote unquote research rabbit hole. I mean, you can if you're using your phone, but there's only so much typing you could do on your phone. It's true. It's true. That's I suppose true. you can make it a mobile hotspot, but I never. Got I mean, that. it's it gets slow. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. Well, yeah, well it's also, not there also for. the particular computer I was used for this camping trip. Oh dear, was I bought it at the yard sale for five dollars. No, Sonnen. I mean, I guess if you were like, I'm taking this camping and I don't want to care if it yeah. dies. Exactly. I did Oof. not want to take my eight hundred dollar gaming laptop no i mean like i think if i was going to participate in something like that i would get like a a, a tablet mm -hmm. specifically yeah, for which, that which some people do just because yes. like it's like no I, I can't take my baby outside my baby's never seen the sun yeah he would shrivel up and die like <laughs> yeah and then and i just saved my work directly onto a usb drive yeah so that if the computer died fully caught on fire or something <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh wow. But, I mean, yeah. You know, that's, this, it, that's it was smart. a it was a freshly wiped Windows Vista Whoa. laptop. Oh my gosh. 
gosh. Well, I mean, I guess if you're taking a camping, mm -hmm. it was well worth the five. The flash drive you used was probably more expensive than the yeah. computer. Oh, I mean, wow. okay, the fact that I've had to replace the battery on it a couple of times has bumped You up. still have it? Yes, I do. Saw it. <laughs> Why? Because if I'm going to go camping again, I want a laptop I will take with me. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's valid. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. But, I, but also, it's not I a don't bad want idea. To, I don't want to connect that thing to the internet. No. It might corrupt the internet. Like, who knows? It might instantly just, the whole world would it end might or just, something. It might just download every virus in existence. Yeah, just <laughs> automatically because it's like, I'm supposed to have these on me. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be infected with all of these. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably exactly what would happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's but this funny. computer actually literally has a little switch on it to turn on and off the Wi-Fi. A switch? Yes, yeah, a physical that's... switch. We used to live in the dark ages, you guys. Sometimes it's mind-boggling. We'll have to do an episode about old tech. <laughs> it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> the sad bit is that old tech now is like five years old. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh let's my look, gosh. Let's not talk about how many generations of video game systems I own. Dude. If... That, that would get a, that's a little bit off topic. That is, but that's okay. That's, but what a great writing environment. I have always, mm -hmm. like, I love hammocking. I love hammocking. Mm -hmm. It's easy to do at the park. Yeah. I've got a patio I could put my hammock up on, mm -hmm. you know. You could kind of hammock anywhere, which is why I really like hammocking. Yeah. Um, and it's a way for you to get outside without having to do a big, long hike if that's not what you want to do. But you could have it all. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love hammocking, and every time I hammock, whether with just myself or friends, I'm always like, dang, like, why, did, why, why didn't I... Why didn't I bring a notebook or something? Mm -hmm. Like at least a notebook to write because like I'm sitting here and it's really chill and you got snacks and you're just kind of hanging out and I should be writing because <laughs> those creative juices just come. I'm going to need to, I'm going to need to uh, like have a, a notebook. I keep my hammock in my car at all times because you never know when it might be necessary to have. So I, I need to keep a notebook with my hammock. That mm -hmm. would be smart. Yeah. That would be really smart. So before we totally wrap up, yes. if you don't mind, if I have a, I have a question for you. No. <laughs> okay. That, that is, um, when you're writing, do you prefer, do you find you prefer to do it on the computer or handwriting? I feel like for convenience sake, I prefer typing mm -hmm. because if I'm handwriting anything that I like, I'm going to need to transfer it at some point. Mm -hmm. And, um, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> um, but if I don't have my laptop with me or sometimes I'll, I'll write on my phone. Uh -huh. Um, I will just type it, type, type away in like my notes or like on a Google doc or something. Mm -hmm. A lot, a lot ends up in like a little note that I can then copy and paste. Um, but yeah, if I don't have either of those, then yeah, sure. I will. I, I like having notebooks and I like filling them with stuff, but if I fill it with anything that's worthwhile, <laughs> then I have to, and like, yeah, you rewrite it anyway when you edit and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but like, it just feels like redundant. Uh -huh. So I don't dislike it, but I don't prefer it. If you, if you had a notebook next to my laptop, I'm going to go for the laptop mm -hmm. just to save myself an extra step. 
Yeah. Um, it's typically writing for me is uh, a premium, right? It's mm-hmm. my, yeah. it's my stress relief. It's what I get to right. do in my off time. And so my off time is limited. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's usually, usually mm-hmm. that's how it is for me. Yeah. I started out handwriting everything yeah. and then basically transferring it into the computer was kind of my first, first editing pass, essentially. It can be really helpful. And I, and now I've trans, trans, moved to mostly creating just on the keyboard directly. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, if I'm really struggling with something, I will sometimes go back to Sit just down and handwrite. handwrite it out. Hey, I think it, well, there's been a lot of research that shows like how much handwriting can be helpful for learning mm-hmm. uh, and engaging your brain a lot more. And like, I think in the creative process, it is a lot more yeah. helpful. I, I think it, maybe uses like just different a little bit of a different area of the creativity oh yeah oh yeah absolutely and that could be really helpful and it's it's like how the difference between if you read it off on the screen mm-hmm. or you print it off and look at it and have a and printed copy have a printed yeah, copy exactly at least i will see different things i will notice different things yeah it's there's there's a lot of research that shows that in academia and like mm-hmm. outside in the professional world it's it's very true. Yeah. There's a drastic difference between like looking at something on a screen, creating things on a screen versus creating things, looking at things tactily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one is not necessarily like better than another, but it does mm-hmm. engage different parts of your brain and mm-hmm. can be more or less like memory forming and that type of yeah. thing. So yeah, yeah, I I definitely feel like it's a. a a very useful tool and if mm-hmm. people haven't tried like if you get writer's block and you haven't tried like maybe mm-hmm. try handwriting that scene out or if you don't if you maybe you don't like your handwriting or you find yeah. it's really too slow for you try recording reading it like talking mm. talking through it and <laughs> yeah and yeah i know we all hate actually hearing your own voices but i but, mean i feel like at this point i have to like hearing my own voice <laughs> <laughs> I have to at least tolerate it. But yeah, yeah, it's really common. We don't like to see ourselves on camera. We don't Mm -hmm. like to hear our own voices. But I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. I will record myself reading something. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm beta reading for somebody, Mm -hmm. when I'm editing for somebody, or when I'm editing for myself. Yeah. And even just in like reading it out loud, I'll be like, oh, there's a thing. Oh, Mm -hmm. here's another thing. Or I'll think of like, oh, I'm going to reword this. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, that looked good on the page but it doesn't sound good it's yeah the the flow is wrong mouthfeel it's not great yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's a very real thing well we do need to wrap up but i do want to talk about you as an author since you're here and Mm -hmm. it's nanowrimo um you have you have quite a few books Yes, you have quite a few books. Is there one in particular that you would like to, or a set or series mm-hmm. in particular you'd like to focus on? Um, oh, we can probably talk about tell the... our tell our writers our yes. readers about our writers and our readers, <laughs> our listeners and our listeners, our, our all audience. of the above at this point, yes. right, guys? You can get her books. It's <laughs> pretty cool. So my um, epic fantasy. So I have an epic fantasy series, a steampunk fantasy series and a standalone post-apocalyptic fantasy. Broad, broad. See, guys? Well, this isn't the only reason why I'm, why I'm <laughs> friends with Sonnen, but, like, <laughs> she's got, like, all of the gambit for right. me right there, just, like, perfectly. <laughs> yep. 
and so um so the the epic fantasies mm-hmm. probably kind of the been my most popular one yeah. in, in, overall and so there's three books in that so far the first book is shrouded sky and the series is the chosen of the spears mm-hmm. and in a nutshell um an astrologer has to work with the traditional enemies of his people to find an ancient magic artifact break a curse and prevent the release of an insane god low stakes no pressure no pressure at all (laughs) they're they're so good you guys like the way sonnen creates these worlds and it's i love that you have like such a diversity because it shows Mm -hmm. it shows in your writing too like Mm -hmm. how how flexible you are with being able to create a readily immersible environment for your reader to be able mm-hmm. to just dive right into. Yeah. Um, do you do you want to read maybe like a paragraph? Oh, let's, let's. I would love for you to read something. Let's just start with just start at the beginning. Why not? Let's start at the very beginning. <clears throat> so this is chapter one of Shrouded Sky. <clears throat> Between heartbeats, birds and insects all fell abruptly silent. Leon froze and in the sudden stillness, he heard hooves on the packed dirt trail. He crouched, and the ferns and brambles shifted, concealing him without snagging his shirt or tangling in his red hair. Peering between the leaves, Leon saw a coal-black horse on the trail. It bore neither tack nor rider. Its coat gleamed in the patches of sunlight that filtered to the forest floor. The horse paused, nostrils flaring as it looked from side to side. Leon's breath caught in his throat when he saw its glowing red eyes and glimpsed the tip of fangs in its mouth. Mm. That's a monster, not a horse. What is a puka doing in Ellie Wood? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I could immediately see everything. Like, I, I feel like you do such a great job of captivating that image. Just really simply, really clearly. I can just, I can see it see that horse. I see that guy crouching down. I feel those leaves. It's great. I, I highly recommend uh, Sonnen and her work. You guys should definitely check her out. Um, this is all we have time for today, very sadly. But thanks for joining us, guys. We will talk at you later. Thank you. Thank you.